Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 129. John and Wendy talk to Shanice Cook. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you doing, John? I am well, Wendy. And once again, this episode and this entire month is being sponsored by friends at Talent Magnet Institute. So we want to say thank you right at the front to Mike Sippel and the folks at TMI. And Wendy, we've talked a lot about schedule changes and everything going on in the ways of the world. We wanted to catch up briefly about our conference season or lack thereof or kind of of what what's happened like all of us you know we had a world tour planned slowly but surely it has faded away yes but you want to kind of let folks know what what you don't have going on now that we thought we originally did what's not going on this year yeah i was supposed to be headed to florida for uh the hr florida to uh to talk there and um very sad that I, I did make the decision. Um, they are still holding it, but I did make the decision that I don't feel comfortable traveling right now. Um, so I did bow out. They encouraged me to reapply. So hopefully in 2021, we can have a world tour and I can go to go to Florida. But uh, working on some virtual stuff. Um, we'll do a lunch date with Eric Kershaw. So excited about that um, in, in September. And then also doing a talking with a women's group here in um, in South Dakota. So I'm kind of excited to do that. They're doing a combination in-person virtual event. They do them like once a month. So I'm kind of excited to at least be out keeping the speaking chops going a little bit. Um, but otherwise, I think I'm going to be done for the year. Unfortunately, there's just not going to be that much travel um, that's makes sense this year, quite honestly. So, And I know you've got some changes too in uh, your fall lineup. I do. As of, I don't know, a week or a week and a half ago, or give or take, the folks at Ohio Sherm elected to move to a virtual platform. Or I guess it's been more than that now because we talked about the fact yeah. you weren't gonna, we weren't going to yeah. be going. I am, however, speaking in that virtual conference, talking about storytelling and recruiting. If you are interested, if you are looking for opportunities or conference to attend, the Ohio Sherm conference will be online. It starts September 22nd goes September 22nd through the 24th. You can go to ohiosherm.org to learn more and to get registered for that particular event. So I'll be speaking there. I don't have my date or time announced yet. I'll let everybody know when that happens. And then as of now, uh, I'm still planning to speak at Podcast Inc., which is a podcast conference for corporate communications. I'll be talking about my corporate show at that event. I'm still really excited. It, it's a fairly small event, Wendy. Yeah. As of now, knocking on the tabletop, it is scheduled to be an in-person event up in D.C. And uh, we'll see. It's supposed to be uh, end of end of October, early November. As of now, it's still live in person. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We're cautiously yeah. optimistic, but again, it's a fairly small event. Certainly, I think the ability to have it in a real-time state is there, but we'll see. We'll see. It confounding to say the least, but we've made, I think we've made the most of it, Wendy. We've I found opportunities we to connect with people other ways. Uh-huh. We've had some tremendous chats with sponsors. We've had our virtual trivia nights and all these other things yeah. that we've done to try to keep the community connected when we don't necessarily get to sit down and, and visit either. That's the beauty of social media. Indeed. Indeed. Well, I am excited tonight to be talking to Shanice. We were talking yeah. just a few minutes before we got on. and We had not talked to her in quite a while, unfortunately, and it was time to have her here. <laughs> I'm going to let you make the introduction and we will get started. 
Yes, super, super excited to welcome Shanice to the show. She is an HR professional with over 15 years in the field and a part-time business owner. Her formal education includes a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration and a Master's of Science in Technology and Performance Improvement Studies and an HR Compliance Certificate. She is also a certified HR professional through HRCI. That's not enough. Uh, she is an independent representative with Avon, a global beauty company. Shanice has worked with more than 100 women in pursuit of their financial goals, and among other honors, is a two-time recipient of the Spirit of Avon Award. In addition to her work as an employee and a business owner, she is a member of the Society for Human Resource Management and a new member of her local Chicago chapter. She is also a pro bono consultant with the TAP Root Foundation and previously served on the board of the Chicago chapter of the International Society for Performance Improvement. Shanice, so excited to have you. I, I, this, Like John said, it's been way... This is taking much too long, but we have you on now. So excited. Our first question always, what's in your glass? Water today. Water. <laughs> lots and lots of water. Good choice. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up for the day. Well, and I'm going to work under the assumption, Sanish, it's probably what, like 100 with the heat index up there. It has been absolutely brutal the last bit of July. And I think I, think I read somewhere in Richmond area, We've had temperatures over 90. It said the first time this many days in a row since the movie Waterworld came out. Wow. Yeah, we've had... 30 years ago. (laughs) Today was a cool day, and I generally like the heat, but today was a cool day. I think the high might have been like 85, so this is probably a cool day compared to what we've had over the last couple of weeks. (laughs) Quotation marks, cool. Right, Uh, right. Typically don't talk weather, but hey, it's 2020, and it it has been hot. So uh, across the board, Shanice, we know what you're up to now. How exactly did you get your start in human resources? I started in payroll. Um, Me and my sister always joke that my mother did it to us because um, she was in payroll when we were children. (laughs) So I started in payroll. uh, I actually worked the summer. So uh, while I was in uh, undergrad, so I had some experience. Um, I worked in payroll and then I actually committed to HR in 2011. So I I was in HR for maybe about eight years before I actually made a commitment. And that's when I started doing training and uh, OD or organizational development. So, yeah, I've, I've been in there a long time, but my commitment kind of is fairly fresh. So working in payroll, did that come from working with your mom? Or she was just, she did payroll and so you kind of knew what it was. I started off actually in finance. I did okay. it for, oh. I did it for a year and maybe some months. Uh, I did one closeout and I decided that was not the route that I wanted to go again. <laughs> <laughs> so payroll was a fairly easy transition for me because I, I've always worked well with numbers. And so that was, that was better than trying to chase people down for invoices and such. You know, that's interesting. We don't, uh, most of the HR folks that we talk to, you know, kind of have that, uh, no, no payroll, don't want to do that. Uh, no, thank you. You know, making that hard line. If you had to, would you go back? Would you do payroll again? That's a tough question, Wendy. <laughs> I mean, I think that you learn from everything. And so I think being in payroll made me very disciplined. It helped me learn how to deal with a large volume of people on a large volume of issues on a regular basis. Um, And so 
And so for that, I'm appreciative, but I am not eager to work with anybody else in their money again. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a true HR professional, very diplomatic. I try to be. I had some rough days there. I feel you. Well, you know, you don't mess with people's money. So I, you know, that that's the one thing that, you you know, you don't want to mess with people's money. Now you're in higher ed, you're doing HR higher ed, which has its own challenges, as we have talked about in the past. Let's talk about what are some of those big challenges that you are facing um, doing HR in higher ed? I think one of the the things that makes it unique, that makes uh, higher ed unique is that everyone is perceivably an expert, even though they're not an expert in HR. Um, And sometimes they have to be reminded. Sometimes that's challenging. In a lot of the higher ed circles for HR, what you'll commonly find is that there's always some level of divide between administration and faculty. And so HR is constantly the mediator of trying to get them to see each other's side because we all have to work together. Sometimes faculty are really focused on, well, you know, not all. We have, I've worked with some wonderful faculty, but some are well, if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have students. And then we have to remind them that they have to have somewhere to have class. We need working bathrooms, you know, some basic necessities. Somebody has to enroll them in school. But then sometimes on the other side, you have administrators that don't really understand education. Like they may be a finance person, but they never really learn education. And so a lot of times they have un- um, challenges understanding programmatic stuff. So you kind of have to learn higher ed to be HR and higher ed. But it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of juggling. And the larger the school, sometimes <laughs> the harder. It's kind of like working with little franchises, like different, you yeah, know, if you have a little, big school. Department, yeah, you know, each other, the little department has their own little things that they do. And they have their own leadership that wants to do things their own way. And you have all these different deans and all these different folks that want to do things their own way. So God bless you. I don't <laughs> I've been in higher ed. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> And let's not leave out accreditation requirements because what people outside oh, of higher ed yeah. do not know is that a university can be accredited, but each program has its own separate accreditation and each one has its own requirements. That affects employment, yeah. you know, how many people you got to hire and all kinds oh, yeah. of stuff. training. Oh. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Shanice, let's talk about an issue that's hit all of us. And I am i can't even imagine some of the challenges that COVID is playing in in the world of academia. Can you talk about those challenges and how are you going about preparing staff to, if if they're coming back to the office and and our students coming back, what is that world like right now for you? It's really challenging. One of the hardest things about this, and I'm sure it's not, it's not independent to higher ed, but HR has to go through it and kind of keep people balanced at the same time. So we, we have a level of balance and monitoring we have with people's health, anxiety, um, how it's impacting their work. But this is something that affects everybody. And there's also the, sh- I don't want to say the strain, but generally for students, students expect, I don't want to say all, but students kind of expect that they won't have any money while they're in school. But this has been an increased financial challenge because where normally they may be able to get a part-time job on campus. One, we don't have it. And then there's the safety issues. It's just a lot of stress on everybody. Um, But some of the stuff that we're doing is, uh, and I'm at a larger university, but I'm at a site that's separate from the main campus. And so the focus has really been on 
getting as much normalcy for the students as possible so that they are in a good learning environment for those that have to come to campus. And uh, I'm in a graduate program. And so there are, again, like we talked about accreditation, there are some requirements where some stuff has to be like on site. And so there's a lot of prep work that goes into that for distancing and how many seats are we actually going to have versus normal. Um, But for other staff, non-essential staff, so because of that, we're not in a rush to get non-essential staff back to campus. So there's going to be a longer time for remote unless you're teaching or unless you're securing the building or cleaning the building. But now I say all that from my unique perspective, because the reality is it's going to vary from state to state, depending on where your institution is, because every state has different laws. Our state, I'm in Illinois, so our state has very specific guidelines for what's going to happen with education. And I'm at a I'm at a publicly funded institution. So that makes a difference, too. So it's just a lot of factors. And every time there's a change in the numbers, it impacts the other factors. So sometimes it's week to week. I'm going to ask you, I'm assuming it's it's a moving target. You could plan today to have X number of people back. And then tomorrow, if there's some spike, everybody's home again. I mean, is that I, I know we're all dealing with that to some extent. I would assume it's we're speaking at the end of July, rather assume classes are supposed to start end of August. You, yeah, in about in about three weeks. They would. Not, yeah, three weeks. August, okay. 20, August 22nd, I want to say. I think that's the date in my head. And here, um, here in Illinois, so Illinois has separated us. I'm in the city, so Chicago uh, has has like a separate set of mandates from the other parts of the state just because of so many people. Even though we were planning to go to the next stage, there, I mean, we've had some increase in numbers even in this last week. And so just don't know. But luckily, we have resources that allow us to do a lot remotely. And then there's a lot of training involved because we have um, faculty that have never taught online that are now planning to teach online. So it's going to be an impact. It's definitely going to be an impact. I know that's a lot. <laughs> it, it, it's different because, you know, for most of us in, in HR, we're dealing with our employees or we're dealing with employees and customers. There's not a lot of people that have to take that that third consideration into it. And with students, because you know, at a university you have and then you have all sorts of different people that are coming on campus all the time. And you just, you know, you can't control that. We once had someone, uh, when I worked for the university, we once had someone ask if we could ban peanuts on our campus uh, because somebody had an allergy. And I'm just like, I don't think we can do that. (laughs) We're not a closed campus. We're, you know, we're open. So it's just the things that that you can and can't do depending on your size and all that. It's just, it's fascinating to me. I was just wanting to say, to add another letter, we, layer, we have a lot of international students as well. Oh, gosh, yeah. That that does add an extra layer to that because, you know, they, they have restrictions on, you know, where they can work and what they can, you know, all sorts of different, all sorts of restrictions. Yeah. Oh, golly. Tough stuff. But let's talk about something more fun because you have been an active participant in our chats. But I love your Twitter origin story because I think you have one of the better ones. Tell us your Twitter origin story and then, you know, what keeps you on Twitter? Why do you keep coming back and, and participating in our chats? I actually, and I, I, you know, sometimes when I think about this story, I, I feel a little old um, because, because I'm into technology, but I'm not real big into social media. So that's my disclaimer up front. Latanya Wilkins, we ran into each other at a local HR conference of our state uh the 
There's a college university professionals association. So our state chapter has a conference every year. So I saw her again like that spring. And then 2018 was my first time going to the Sean conference. It was in Chicago. And we ran into each other there and we said, hey, we got, we have to keep in touch. And so we exchanged information. We were both volunteering. And so we exchanged information. And then one day during the conference, there was like a blogger social. I didn't really, I wasn't up on it. So, <laughs> so she invited me and I'm like, is it okay if I go? And she said, she said, yeah, just meet me here. So I found the location and she's introducing to me to people and I'm meeting people so fast. I'm like, okay, hi. Everybody was so welcoming. I was in a group of, of people. It was, I can tell you, it was Samantha Dancy. And I hope they're listening because I really, really appreciate them. Uh, Christina Minyard, um, Dan Cross, and uh, you know, I had to look up all these names. And Jasmine Wilkes, so HR Jazzy. So she's introducing me and she's introduced me to the other three people. And we get to HR Jazzy. And like people are exchanging information. And I said, well, how do I, I said, well, LinkedIn. She said, no, follow me on Twitter. And I said, I don't have a Twitter account. And it was like everything in the room paused. Like everybody froze (laughs) and looked at me. So now I'm nervous. And they're like, you don't have a Twitter account. So somebody got my phone and found it. And they said, okay, put in your password, you know, so you can download the app. So they pretty much, I, I tell people all the time, I got bullied into Twitter, but it was really fun. But they pretty much set up my account. And so I'm like, okay, now what? So I still don't really know, like, really what's going on. And so then, like, a couple minutes go past. We start conversing. I said, my phone's dinging. What's going on? Christina, in her wonderfulness, had apparently shared me on her network. And then Samantha retweeted it. And so by the end of the day, now this was after the conference, like, so it was in the evening. Uh, Before I got home, I had at least 50 followers. It was just the craziest thing. And then I had to figure out how to work Twitter because they weren't going to be with me the next day. (laughs) So that is how I got on Twitter. Um, So thank you all. But it was fun times, fun times. And then just gradually, um, I just started meeting people. I actually looked, Wendy, I think you, I think I met you like four days in and didn't, but I didn't know what was going in um, four days in. I was cool. I was just like, stuff is coming in. So that's why this story always makes me feel old. Yeah. So why do I keep coming on? You know what? The community is so welcoming. I mean, I don't know about for everything. Every every time I tell somebody that doesn't necessarily do social media, I'm on Twitter. They ask me, do I follow certain people? I'm like, I don't know those people. I follow my HR people. Um, and so that HR community has been so welcoming. And you just want to engage and support people. Um, I always say, um, you guys probably have frequently seen me tweet new people to the community. Hey, this is the HR support group. Keep coming back. I love it. And I th- you know, I think that's just, that's one of the things too that I've told people when they like, oh, I don't know if I want to get on Twitter. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. You do. You do. You don't understand. And there's no such thing as being too old for Twitter. It, and it's it's the community. You know, and you you are proof positive of how we use that community to to gather people together and and bring you into the fold, even if we have to bully you into it. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best. It was the best experience I've had. Good. We are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
Are you a leader looking for a trusted place to ask questions, gain new perspectives, and grow as a leader? Do you wish you had access to experts who want to pour into your personal development and support you as you reach new levels of success? You can have all of that and more when you join the Talent Magnet community. It's time to invest in your leadership education so you can better invest in your people. Join a community of success-driven leaders today. Learn more about this opportunity by visiting talentmagnetcommunity.com. All right, we are back. Shanice, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the half-hour question connection. So our first question is, what career did you dream of having when you were a child? So when I was a little child, I wanted to be everything. I I couldn't even tell you that list. But honestly, from as long as I uh, remember, I always wanted to be a business owner. I remember being in maybe like the third or fourth grade and they had take your daughter to work day. I don't know if they still do that. But this one lady, her company was hosting something and they brought it. um, They brought so we could the school could invite like more than just a couple girls. It was maybe like five of us that went. And I just remember being so excited that day to be in business. They gave us our own little pins and little cards. I mean, not like business cards, you know, like name cards. I'm still obsessed with office supplies. People know that's the wrong place to leave me in the store. The office supplies in the scent section, I might be there hours. I never, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but yeah, I knew I always wanted to be in business. Shanice, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? That's really hard. Everybody's wonderful. I'm going to say whoever I follow, everybody else should follow. I can't pick just one. <laughs> okay, well, I can't put that in the show notes, but fair enough. <laughs> you can't put that in the show notes. Yeah, it's, it's too many. That is hard, that is hard <laughs> to transcribe in the show notes. Yeah. Follow everybody. So I'll okay. tell them to follow you, and then they just yeah. hit, hit everybody, right. follow everybody on your list. That's, that's how we'll do it. All right. Shanice, what advice would you give to somebody who's new to HR? I think there are three things that someone that's new to HR, if they are really interested in staying with HR, is to get to know their selves professionally. And by that, I, I mean what you like temperament, um, what, what you enjoy doing, what you know is not for you. Nobody likes a grouchy HR person. Uh, that would be the first. So know yourself, um, know your craft. So a lot of times uh, we can easily get caught up on all the, the laws and rules and policies, but I think it's important to know best practices, know the research behind why you're doing what you're doing. Um, I think it just makes you a more dynamic HR person. And then know the industry that you're in or that you want to be in or that you're considering because HR can be so different depending on where you are, what industry you're in, your location. We even, uh, we recently had a HR social hour uh, chat about Department of One. So a Department of One looks how it functions is very different from a Department of 20 people. Um, education is very different from, let's say, technology. And so it's very important to understand the stakeholders in your particular industry and the needs and the options and all those things. Shanice, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? I'm by nature a helper. I love helping people find solutions. I usually, um, I'm in a fairly new place now. And so I still mentor 
um, where I can. And it may not be a long term mentorship. Um, sometimes you have professionals that just haven't worked in a particular area. And so I've been blessed to have opportunities in a variety of HR areas. So I try to provide um, mentorship where I can um, there. And then sometimes you just need somebody from HR that knows confidentiality that you just need to vent to. So um, <laughs> being that ear sometimes is what I do a lot and, and just helping people navigate. All right. So what is your favorite movie? I am a binge favorite person. So I don't have a long term favorite right now. I'm a little behind. But I finally, a couple months ago, finally really watched all of the Marvel Avengers movies. I'm ready to watch Endgame like one more time. But uh, so that's what I'm on right now. But I mean, if you if we were to do this six months from now, I might have a completely different answer. So follow everyone you're following and whatever. Check back with me in six months. (laughs) (laughs) I love romantic comedies, too, but I don't have a favorite one. Oh, my gosh. All right. Shanice, how about your favorite musician or band? So I listen to all types of music, but when I hear band, I think like live instruments. And so my favorite band is actually Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. They're, it's a group of brothers. Um, they're actually the sons of Phil Karan, who's like this jazz great. Um, they're from Chicago, but they're really well known outside of the U.S., but they have taken that brass and just done all types of things. If you like older jazz, if you like newer jazz, if you like hip hop, um, they've done a wonderful blend. So it just depends on which album you're listening to, but it's absolutely fabulous. Nice. That's a new one for me. I'll have to check them out. All right. How about a favorite TV show? So right now, again, I told you I'm a bitch on entertainment. Um, (laughs) Right now I'm on Aerial America which comes on the Smithsonian channel. I'm a bit of a nerd, but (laughs) (laughs) I love Ariel America. So they basically go, so they have uh, some episodes that are around the state. They may have some around U.S. monuments, but basically they're telling like the history of that particular thing or location, but they're the, the, it's being narrated while they're flying overhead. So you get to actually see the space. It's really nice. So it's, yeah, that's my that's my favorite right now. Shanice, let me ask you this: so, of the Avengers movies, yes, you said that you're uh, that's your what you're watching right now. Which one of those is your favorite? I think my favorites are actually towards the end. So, I really like Black Panther. I love Infinity War and Endgame, but I got to watch it a couple more times to see how I feel about it with the others. Because usually, I like. <laughs> <laughs> To see if, like, because Endgame is a little long, you know, but, uh, yeah. so I have to see, you know, if I, you know, if I could watch it a few more times, then I know it's really up there on the list. If you're not watching the Marvel movies, if you're not listening to Hypnotic Brass Ensemble, if you're not watching Aerial America, what else do you like to do outside of work? I'm a big reader. I could sit in a window or at the lake and read, like, a whole day away until the sun, from sun up to sundown. So I'm a really big reader. I love reading. I, I like outdoor. I'm not a camp person, but I do like outdoors. I like, for, I'm a fresh air, move around. I love listening to music. I love dancing. That's probably the biggest thing about being, you know, dealing with COVID is not being able to go out and dance. But yeah, so that's, that's pretty much. 
And then, you know, trying to figure out something new to learn how to do. Well, finally, Shanice, it is Shanice Cook Day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? So I'm really family centered. So it would have to be something about it would have to be something family centered. So I'm going to put in this little tidbit of, of, around me. I'm a big person on birthdays. So sometimes uh, I probably she's probably a little bit more frequently than sometimes. I'm always the person like celebrate all week. I remember one year I had like a whole conference. My air quotes, the people can't see, but I had a whole conference. So for a day, it would probably start off with something family and then probably either learning or building something and then celebrating that you learned or built something that day and then partying probably till breakfast with good music. Like you would have to be out and partying until the next morning with good music and it. good drink. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm in. I'm well, in. I know who I'm hanging out with with Sherm next right? year. Right? Yeah, I'm definitely. It's on not- your home turf. Yeah. I know. Out all night. Like I know some of our friends like to do. I, I'm just, I don't That's know. That's a lot of pressure. So let me start preparing now. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. Definitely. I don't know if I can hang as much as I did when I was younger, but I, I definitely, I'm not a bedtime person per se. During the week right now, I'm in bed like clockwork, like putting the kids before school. But uh, when I when I go out to enjoy myself, that's what we're out to do. I think it all sounds great. I'm so glad we finally made this happen. It took too long, but we are here now. And I appreciate your time tonight and sharing. I know most of our listeners probably they're, if they're following us on Twitter, they're probably following you. But if they're not, if they're not connected, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? At HR Shanice on Twitter. So my first name is S-H-E-N-I-S-E. So it's S-H-R-S-H-E-N-I-S-E. Twitter is really the best way. I'm not really on a lot of social media. So that's the best way to reach me. I will put that in the show notes. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you out there? Best way is always on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, please join John, me, and Shanice, because she's there, <laughs> for our twice-monthly HR Social Hour Twitter chat. How about you, John? Once again, want to thank Talent Magnet Institute for sponsoring this episode in the yes, month of August. Thank you. Appreciate it, as always. As for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, whatever you do, whatever you can do to help us boost the signal, we appreciate. International listeners, we're coming for you, and we're going to send you gifts, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Denise, thanks again for being with us. Yes. For the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.